1: Oh hi, Dr. Rinaldi! No, no, I love your whole music. Listen, Doc, the rash is still there. I did everything you said. No shaving, no deodorant. yeah. But now it's in both armpits. Mm-hmm. It's red and flaky, mm-hmm. itchy, mm-hmm. bumpy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's oozy. I look like Jeff Goldblum in the fly.
2: <laughs> this is insane, you guys.
3: Yo, this is sexy. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: broadcasting live from the
1: internet it's tuesday night and this is the PanelsonPages.com podcast
2: with your host lee rodriguez at the end of the day babies are terrible people and i'm not sorry for saying it
4: jason nye's motherfucker i won
2: best costume
3: jose guzman
5: yeah i know nothing about firestorm except for his
3: hat's always burning and kelly harris boy oh, love it. it appears we got a penis in the mouth.
1: <laughs>
6: I glued
1: my fucking
5: eyes
3: shut! I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's (laughs) jizz. Oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do.
5: Hey there, population. It is August 25th. 2015. This is episode 307 of the Panels on podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jason Nyes. K. nice if you're nice, nasty? Lee Rodriguez, the, the Reverend Lord, is out tonight. With uh, the sniffles. With the sniffles, as usual, as is his usual excuse. Now he said he had a migraine, and it was the first one in his entire life. Had sniffles. And I feel bad for the guy, But also, in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, go fuck yourself, because I've had migraines my entire adult and adolescent life, to the point where I had an MRI in 7th grade.
6: Jeez. (laughs)
7: Humble brag.
3: (laughs) Uh, Joining me tonight is uh, Mr. Kelly Harris. Take off your pants and panties and shit on the floor.
5: (laughs) And uh, stepping in at the 11th hour, Mr. Dan Mahoney. I also knocked over the salt. Every time the Firestorm's hat is always on fire bit makes me laugh every time because it's. I know Jose was doing a bit, but it also has that patented Jose naivete. Yeah, it sounds like he was 100% serious. Yeah, that's the best part. Uh that guy miss him. <laughs> Some Someday he'll be back on this show, I assume. I hope so. I I'm, hope so. I'm hoping to at least see him before uh, he leaves for India.
7: How much longer oh, until shit, they let right. him out of jail? <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, if he was in jail, he would not be heading towards India because I don't I don't think they're too keen on uh, letting convicts into their country. When does he go to India? He leaves for India on September 10th, gets into India on September 11th.
3: Never forget. <laughs> 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 you know, I made a 9-11 joke this past weekend. Hey,
5: you know what? It's been 14 years. Yeah, it's been a while. And the damn Republican uh,
3: nominees are still thumping that 9-11 Bible real hard, so... yeah. Yeah, I made mine while I was watching the uh, NXT special, and I thought one of the uh, women that came out dressed as New York landmarks in Tyler Breeze's entrance should have been dressed like the Freedom Tower. I made a very similar joke to that.
5: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, because I don't
7: know what that is.
5: <laughs> uh, well, uh, the, uh, you seem interested, Mahoney, so let me let me clue you there. <laughs> There's There's a wrestler who his gimmick is kind of, he's a model and NXT he's much Zoolander. Yeah, he's he very much a Zoolander. And okay. NXT was in Brooklyn on Saturday night. So
7: he is this, a, this is a this is a subset of WWE yeah, or this, this is a Japanese thing? This is like WWE's AAA. Yeah,
5: okay. For 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 Oh, for I get it. Baseball it's people. next. Yeah, I get yep. it. Yes. So his deal is he's like a supermodel. And his entrance was he was doing kind of a fashion show, and out comes these models dressed as New York landmarks. One was dressed as the Empire State Building. One was like, "I'm a taxi cab," and then one was a big pile of trash. (laughs) (laughs) Another one was the Statue (laughs) of
3: Liberty dog (laughs) cart. Yeah,
5: yeah. And I said at some point, you know, they should have had two come out dressed as the Twin Towers. <laughs> and no one heard that but my wife until right now.
3: <laughs> well, let's and then keep... Jushin Liger should have clotheslined both of them. Jushin oh. Oh,
5: Liger? <laughs> Mohammed
3: Hassan. <laughs> no, his name is Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes.
7: Oh. Oh, oh he's that from, sounds like a Bobby Japan. Halloween costume.
3: <laughs> Someone needs to link a picture of Jushin Thunder Liger to Mahoney in the chat. <laughs> He is like an actual like anime character that became a wrestler. Yeah. he looks like
7: because something that mad. would fight
3: Godzilla. Yeah, he looks like an ultra well, man.
7: Well, all at the same time running Hollywood.
3: <laughs> I
7: get like, it. They pretty much no, just fell no, no, flat. Fell <laughs> flat. I'm rusty. I haven't been on in a while.
3: All right, link is coming in the chat right now. So yeah, uh, if we want to
5: talk weekends, that was a big part of my weekend. Is I suckered my <laughs> wife into ordering a free oh. month of the WWE Network. Got to watch uh, NXT Brooklyn Saturday night. Uh, watched a few of the the documentaries they have on the network, and then uh, SummerSlam Sunday night, which uh, I, for for my money, which was zero dollars and zero cents, the NXT special was. Far and away, the better show from SummerSlam.
7: Yeah, I'd agree. I would also agree. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but at the same time, I, would, I also think that Cena versus Rollins was the best match of the WWE weekend. Yes.
5: Uh, well, hmm, I, w- I would put Sasha and Bayley above, above that match. But be- mostly because I still didn't appreciate John Cena in that match. Seth Rollins was, uh, you know, the bright spot of that match for me.
3: And then John Stewart came out and saved everything.
7: <laughs> yeah, I saw that on uh, Google today. <laughs> what the hell?
3: <laughs> so John Stewart was the host of SummerSlam, right? And okay. in the John Cena Seth Rollins match, if John Cena won, he would win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and thus tie Ric Flair's record of 16 world title reigns. Okay. John Stewart wanted to make sure that didn't happen because he had such respect for Ric Flair. So he okay. ran in with a chair and hit hit John Cena with it and helped Seth Rollins win.
5: Little New York Jew, John Stewart, hundred and five pounds, hits John Cena with a chair and it's like he he blew him up with a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> had to this disp-
3: you had to suspend some disbelief for that. I did like at the time, because he didn't explain his reasoning behind it until Monday night. So at the time, it was very strange. Yes. <laughs> and he
5: absolutely telegraphed what he was about to do. <laughs> <laughs> he stood in that ring looking at both of them for what seemed like five minutes. Yeah, it seemed like a really long time. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, ate some of that uh, Pizza Hut uh Cheesy bites pizza with the with the barbecue glaze on it pretty good oh my two thumbs up for
7: that uh, there are times where Pizza Hut is the only acceptable pizza
5: yeah Mary was talking some some pretty hard game against Pizza Hut there when when the cheesy bites was out she's like pizza hut
7: is like the worst pizza it's like, oh it's the worst pizza but there are times where it's the only <laughs>
5: acceptable pizza i don't know if it's the worst pizza i mean we lived on dominoes for years and
7: oh i'd take dominoes over pizza hut any day yeah but they're it's still pizza
5: yeah and oh it, yeah they're all their own animal but you know pizza one
7: hut, of them has to be the worst
6: <laughs>
5: I don't I don't know if I agree, but I would say I've eaten Pizza Hut the least in the past
7: 15 years. This calls for a bracket.
5: Ooh, I like that. <clears throat> what else Could, would there be between Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's,
3: Papa Murphy's, Little Caesars?
7: Papa Murphy's, Papa, <laughs> Papa Gino's,
3: uh Giordano's, Rocky, Rocky Rococo, uh
5: Sabaro. Uh, you know what? I was always partial to some Sabaro if you were in a food court.
7: Uh, you'd have to put at least one place from New York so that Tito didn't make a fuss. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's just call it Johnny's.
7: Yeah, uh, two, two, uh,
3: two bros. Sal's.
7: Two bros pizza. <laughs> we, we've eaten at two
3: bros pizza. Hey, you gotta go try some of Johnny's slice. It's the best. That's my Tito impression.
6: <laughs>
7: That's all. And then the it's rest here.
5: The rest of my week was uh, I had a word document open and I was just thinking up new uh, Stone Cold Creamery ice cream flavors and <laughs> and texting them to Kelly. I was hoping to debut a new commercial this week, but just didn't get around to it. But I do have another
3: twenty plus flavors ready to go.
5: Awesome! Holy cow! <laughs>
7: yeah, I discovered
3: I discovered this. Uh, I didn't realize until like I texted you that Blue Moon ice cream is a regional thing. And you know
5: what? When I googled ice cream flavors, Blue Moon was one of the first ones that came up. Really? So, so I I take back my uh, snarky response
3: that was like, "That's a beer, Kelly." <laughs>
7: <laughs> what? Describe to me Blue Moon ice cream. What's in it?
3: Uh, it's just this weird blue ice cream that kinda tastes like like bubblegum I guess. Okay. It's weird. It's it's really hard to describe <laughs> because it's just it's just like solid ice cream. There's not anything in it besides ice cream. There's no like chunks of anything. It's just blue. Yeah, it's just blue. Hmm. And hmm. it doesn't taste like blueberries or anything. It's got like a just kind of like a sweet almost citrusy taste.
7: Is it blue raspberry?
3: No, it's not.
7: I don't like it.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Kelly, you'll appreciate this. After the women's match on uh, NXT Brooklyn, where the, the four horsewomen came out and did their curtain call, Mary asked me, she goes, so just out of, out of the blue, she asked, so the four horsemen, those were the guys that were involved in the Montreal screw job, right? And I was like, ho, 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 ho <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a second. And then she she expounded on it. She was like, "Yeah, it was like when they came out and they all hugged before a couple of them left." And I was like, "All right, all right, dear, you're you're on the right track, but let me let me uh, clarify some things here. Th- these are three separate
3: lessons I'm about to teach you." <laughs> it's like Wikipedia pages collapsed in on each other. Yeah,
5: and and it it made me very happy that you know that she was interested and i was able yeah. to tell her i was able to tell her the story of the four horsemen the montreal screw job and the curtain call all in one fell swoop and then and who- you could you could tie the curtain call to what happened on nxt exactly the- exactly well that's what oh. sparked her question is that that kind of reminded her of that but she didn't just didn't have the the names right and uh, speaking of my wife, I would like to send some uh, good vibes out there into the universe for her. She's uh, She had a job interview yesterday and then a phone interview today with Booking.com in fucking Amsterdam. So oh, if you guys could send some good vibes to her out in the universe, I'd appreciate yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Because I'll go to damn Amsterdam. I don't care. Right. I could do a podcast from there. Yeah, I, I could up. Uh, right. Does Amsterdam have YouTube? Cool. Probably.
7: <laughs> we can, can make memes of Kerouac in Amsterdam.
5: Yeah. <laughs> ah, <Yeah. laughs> uh, we should have had Kerouac on the show. Damn it. Uh, Someone- Kerouac
7: is busy stalking his ex girlfriend's <laughs> new boyfriend.
3: Yeah. Someone call Kerouac. Uh, <laughs>
7: Kelly, how's your week going?
3: My week was pretty good. Uh, I've been. I got a bit of a promotion at work, so now I'm managing putting stuff away into the back issue collection. Nice. Does that come with a title? Nah, not really. You should invent one. I know, I kind of want to. I mean, the the nice part of it is that on Fridays now I could just go to work and I just go in the back. And I don't deal with customers that day until like 5 o'clock at the earliest. So that's nice. And just sit back there and put comics away and not talk to anybody. <laughs> I think we
7: should call you the vice president of box stuffing. Oh, I like it. Executive vice president of box stuffing.
6: Yeah, yeah. I like
5: executive I like vice president.
7: Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be a regular vice
5: president. But it's like no, and like whenever you see an executive vice president at a company, you never really see a president ever. No, no. <laughs>
7: It's like who is your boss? And they're like,
6: eh, Who's the can't fucking really tell
7: president. You? Who is your Obama?"
6: <laughs>
3: oh, I just remembered a story that I don't that I didn't tell on the podcast and it's good now that Mahoney's here.
7: Oh. All right. So,
3: I was out to dinner like, what was it? Two two or three weeks ago with my friend with a couple of friends including my friend Ryan, who Mahoney has
7: turned into a meme. Bathroom dog man.
3: Bathroom dog man. <laughs> This was when I was te- when you were when we were Facebook messaging and you're telling me to arrest him
7: yes citizens arrest
3: Yeah, and so I finally while we were at dinner. I told him that he has become a meme and Then he was kind of upset about it But I then I went through your Twitter feed and started showing him pictures that you had used of Kerouac
6: and saying, look,
3: look you got off easy and like my friends would look at my other two friends would look at the picture and go man. Yeah, yeah Things went well for you. you. You got off really easy. Yeah.
5: Like, you know, I, I feel for the guy because not many people do enjoy becoming a meme. <laughs> what are you talking about? People love that. I think the person who took it the the most well of anyone has been Tito.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Tito's a good sport. He is. Terrible human being, but good sport. <laughs>
5: hey, what are you
7: talking about? I'm Tito.
6: i guy.
5: And really concerned about a Roman Reigns heel turn for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, Tito.
7: So he got to go to this? Was he at the NXT thing?
5: No, Tito was at SummerSlam on Sunday night. Oh, okay because they did they did 3 and nights in a row at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn they did NXT SummerSlam and then Raw last night. So
7: the SummerSlam is like the major leagues. Yes, yes. And it, is it a pay-per-view? It sounds like a pay-per-view. Well,
5: I mean, it people still use the term pay-per-view, but it's all on the WWE network now, so you don't really pay-per-view. Well, oh. they still
2: are. You
3: can still get it as yeah,
5: a pay-per-view. Yeah, but only assholes do that.
7: <laughs> you can get a month can I, of can the WWE and watch it on USA. No, no. You okay, can watch so raw on USA. Well, I mean,
5: do you, do you call Netflix a pay per view? Because well, no, but if JBL keeps telling me that WWE Network is basically Netflix but better,
7: who is JBL?
6: <laughs> Mahoney, how's your week going?
7: <laughs> oh man, my week.
5: I've had a week. Happy um, birthday! Happy belated birthday! By yeah, that's the way, right. happy yes. birthday! Thank you. Oh,
7: Yesterday my was my God. birthday.
6: Did you I, warm, uh,
7: you poor man, you saint of a man. I, you know, I have some stuff going on that I don't want to necessarily uh, divulge yet. Yeah. Divulge, but you know, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I still had a great birthday. Uh, my daughter got me the Hulkbuster Iron Man Lego set because she enjoys playing with Legos. So now every time it's uh, a holiday, she gets me a Lego that I get to build and then immediately give to her.
6: That's cool, though.
7: (laughs) So she enjoys it. Does she she at least stick around for the build? Uh, usually she does, but the this one was really hard, and she bailed real early. She was like, I'm out. She took all of the clear blue pieces, put them on her stuffed puppy, and then said that the puppy was a superhero and left. She said, you on your own, dada. <laughs> yeah. So then she came home, got one of her Lego puppies, put him in the cockpit with Iron Man, and they uh, went off to town.
5: <laughs> in the Hulkbuster
7: Do- cockpit? In, in the Hulkbuster cockpit, doing her Hulkbuster voice which was something along the lines of I big Iron Man I here to fight you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like okay. Well, I mean, she heard she hears Hulkbuster and I guess she assumes that he yeah. he's like the she, Hulk. She starts
7: talking like the Hulk exactly. <laughs> so, she's, she's adorable. She's something else.
5: <laughs> she's definitely your daughter
7: yeah she is she's actually right now she's asleep in her hawkeye shirt that i got her at boston comic-con because she refuses to take it off and she woke up today sobbing because she thought it was dirty and she wouldn't be able to wear it she is my daughter just
5: face planted (laughs) on the bed
7: yeah yeah (laughs) it's 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 been an emotional week for for that girl
5: yeah, for, for all of us it has been, Mahoney. Yep. Well hopefully yeah, you're out of the I, woods.
7: Other than that, I don't uh I don't have too much going on. I didn't prepare any funny antidotes. Ant antidote? Whatever. You know what I'm trying to Anecdote. say. I don't have anything Anecdote. to talk about.
5: Uh speaking of We gotta
7: call uh
5: Yeah. Speaking of not being prepared, let's
7: get uh Ryan Brown on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly can tell him all about the boxes he stuffs. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Oh. And Ryan Brown's Skype avatar is the Tron guy from the internet.
3: <laughs> Tron man. Perfect. I didn't know what that was for the longest time.
7: Tron? Hello. Hello, Ryan. How's it going?
3: Oh, it's okay. How are you? Pretty good.
8: Doing
5: good. Ryan, uh, I'm Jason. You're on the line with Kelly, who you have been corresponding with. Hey, Ryan. Okay. And Hello.
8: And Daniel Mahoney, hello. Okay, nice, nice to meet you. Are the are you the um, son of actor John Mahoney?
7: I wish.
2: Which because one is... I was going
8: to say, you know, he's he's gay. Oh, so that's I was fine. Hey. There's probably a story there. Todd Chrisley you know.
5: has like five kids, so yeah,
8: <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Which one's I'm, John I'm, Mahoney? Uh, <laughs> he's uh, the, the dad from Frasier. He's in uh, Barton Fink and. Oh, oh yeah,
5: man. So he was gay, and da- uh, David Hyde Pierce—he's got to be gay too, right? No, 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 no. Wow, no. <laughs> yeah, he's gay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, they—they
5: they must have rapped on episodes of Frasier, and
8: it must have looked like a dance club in there. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine they had something in common?
4: Wow. <laughs> Just
8: think of the conversations.
5: <laughs> All right, so we are we are live on the air, Panels on Pages podcast, here with Ryan Brown, uh, the creator of God H- Hates Astronauts, and you've got your new Kickstarter out right now, which is Blast Furnace. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Blast Furnace? Uh,
8: Blast Furnace is... Uh, I guess I call it an improv comic. Uh, I have a set of rules for myself that I have to follow when I make it. Uh, And the main rule is that I can't do any planning ahead of time, and I have to spend only one hour on each page. So uh, I basically start the clock with the blank page, and then an hour later I have a fully written, penciled, ink, lettered page uh, of story. Uh-huh. uh so yeah so that's that's kind of what i do i just i just make it up on the spot and i don't think ahead and uh the new book it's like 260 pages of story um yeah it's really dumb it's got some good jokes
6: <laughs> you <know? laughs>
8: it meanders it's you know it's it uh yeah it's just really it's just an exercise in just fun you know unfiltered comic making and storytelling and uh, yeah, just, just making some goofs, being silly, you know, that kind of stuff.
3: Uh, a... I was rereading, uh, Blast Furnace, the first version, the first volume you put out, and I completely forgot about the part when you get to, like, your three flashbacks deep. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, they're, uh, oh, what's his name? Man who looks like a horse, but is just hideously deformed. Or, yeah, he who looks exactly like a horse, but is actually just a hideously deformed man.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, i that's completely just forgotten me. about
3: that character because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many and it's when you open up the book and you see the suggested voice talent you go through all of the characters and it's insane how many people you fit into this book
8: I know, well, that's because uh, stuff moves at a really fast clip uh, as it does in all of my stuff I like dense comics, I like stories that don't have, you know Ten pages of one conversation. Uh, so then, you know, a lot of stuff happens, and I've got this whole thing where I knew that I I was gonna have 260 pages for this whole story. So I just followed whatever uh, you know thread that I thought was interesting. Um, like the most recent thread that I am actually drawing on right now in a new series was there was a couple characters at a diner, and then there's this whale named Whale Linda who's, like, the cashier uh, at the diner, and uh, they tip her poorly so she looks sad, and then, it, and then it cuts to her with overdue medical bills, and, like, there's this <laughs> whole family drama that plays out, and her and uh, whale husband, a whalist, has to get a job working for Al Capone, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's just... <laughs> it's whatever I think is funny, and, it, like, I'm realizing I've been working into this story for, like, 40 pages, and it's like, well... Oh yeah, I got like these other stories going on that aren't resolved at all, and then <laughs> kind of figure out a way of like un, uh, you know, like going backwards, back out of the flashback, through the flashback, to the jump forward, or all this stuff that that I'm doing. So it's it's almost I almost look at it like a like a sketch comedy kind of thing. And Blast Furnace is this recreational thief character who's just kind of the vessel to take you from story to story, from situation to situation. Okay. Uh, which, you know, it'll, I guess, have an ending at 260 on page 260. I'm almost done. I don't really know. But uh, I could just keep going, I guess. I don't know.
3: <laughs> what made you choose 260? Or is there, could you possibly um, go longer?
8: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think it, actually, I think it's 262. It's, well, I originally was doing it five days a week for a year that was the idea. Okay. Um, and the first volume was done that way where I did six did six uh chapters and uh and then people weren't reading it, so I stopped. Uh and then and then when I did that first Kickstarter, it got its own like kind of audience uh so I always decided I decided that I wanted to go back to it and it took until this year to finally get back to it. Um so, yeah, so that's why it, was, it will be like 262 pages, uh, which is, I think, five days a week for a year.
3: That's crazy. It's like a 24-hour comic but on steroids.
8: <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. I, I really love doing 24-hour comics. Some of my favorite work I've done has been from from those sessions. So it was just taking that idea and doing it long format and really building a story in um, like a huge – Huge cast of characters and a lot of jokes uh, that are just kind of thrown away in this format. But, um, you know, when the pages aren't so precious, you can have some duds, you know, and and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, you just just got to barrel through it. You just got to keep moving. Right. And, And the format of it that I can just jump into any direction I want keeps it from being boring for me. Like if I write myself in a corner and I'm just like, this scene isn't interesting. To me like that diner scene then i would just go find something else that i can you know go go through the layers of complexity into this character's life who really doesn't matter at all
3: to the story <laughs> have you ever handed blast furnace to someone and not explained what it is just to see what their reaction to it is yeah well they don't read it <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole reason why i'm doing so the new kickstarter is the first 130 pages plus 132 new pages, um, but then all of it presented in color. Because originally it was black and white, uh, and I found the black and white to be a big handicap for it, that people weren't considering it for very long because of the black and white of it. Um, So I think having in color, just the pages, even with simple flat color, makes it look so much more finished, uh, and that gets people... Um, I think it will, it will make people want to read it more than than before when they're presented with this crappy-looking um, drawn in drawn in an hour black and white page of comic.
3: For being drawn in an hour, I will say it's much better than anything I could come up with given time. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> that doesn't mean
3: to make you feel bad. But no, it's okay. It's okay. I laugh while I feel bad when I'm reading. Oh, so it's it's okay. <laughs>
5: do you, have you put any restrictions on yourself as far as the coloring goes? You you do a page in an hour, but are you, you, are you able to take it easy with the coloring at least?
8: Yeah, it's a half hour max for colors. Oh, um, Some pages are really simple and I do in like five minutes. I mean, I get the colors flatted uh, do, you, do you guys know what that is? Yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah, I get the, I get the pages flatted, um, which is part of the expense of the Kickstarter that I factored in, and then uh, and then I just color them as fast as I can. You know, I've got some set palettes, pull a couple gradients, put a texture on there, do some color holds, some of the lines. Uh, you know, no real rendering or anything like that. Um, but the the art is really like open, um, and because there's not like a lot of hatching or you know detail work and so it plays decently with just flats um you know so i don't know i like the way it looks i think it looks a lot more finished um uh, I, so I don't know if i are, agree are I, think, into it.
5: I think your art is super hyper detailed
8: oh well it is on it is on god hates astronauts but on blast furnace i'm so limited that i can't uh it's it's Blast Furnace is my vacation. <laughs> you know, God is astronauts' work in the coal mines. And, and this is a vacation on a beach somewhere, uh, you know, because I just, it doesn't matter. I screw up all the time. It really doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> um, as long as you can tell what's happening in this story, that's all that I that I care about. <laughs>
5: uh, I'm just scrolling through the preview pages on the Kickstarter, and I came upon a uh, what looks like a uh, magenta zombie police officer who is screaming, "You fucked my wife!" Yeah, yeah.
8: yeah. yeah. He's accurate.
5: <laughs> now I have I have a very pressing. Do you have question. anything else
8: to say about it? Or do you have questions? No, I, no. You know, I just I'm, uh, I'm here. Like the, that, the, the, <laughs> that's
5: that's the type of stuff that you're going to be looking at when you uh, pledge to donate to Blast Furnace on Kickstarter, which. Uh we have to say uh when did it it started monday mm-hmm. with a goal of $15,000 and it's currently sitting at $20,432 with 453 backers so uh why are you talking to us <laughs>
6: <laughs> Well because
8: I this is my third kickstarter and I've um built up like a kickstarter uh like I I make sure to really Uh, reward the fact that people invest their money and their faith in me by actually making the book, making it quickly and getting it to them quickly Um, and I think that that system kind of builds on itself over and over and over again Um, because God Hates Astronauts had a much bigger following and didn't fund as fast as Blast Furnace Uh, but Blast Furnace came after God Hates Astronauts so I already had all these people who were waiting for it Uh, so yeah, I funded and it funded in eight hours, and it was like really, really rapid. And it, it's cool to see all the same names come back of backers that I've seen on, you know, God Hates Astronauts and and the first Blast Furnace Kickstarter. So, um, you know, I think that I think the fast uh, backing of it is based on track record. Uh, now it's a question of. Uh, you know what? Now that it's slowed down to a normal pace, now it's a question of getting it out there for people that have never read my stuff. So that's why I'm talking to you guys, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. And as as someone that has pledged to both Blast Furnace, God Hates Astronauts, and Blast Furnace again, you do deliver on your Kickstarter and stuff very quickly. It's a rarity these days. Yeah. <laughs> well,
8: I think it's I think that's important, right? I mean, yeah. I was I was terrified for many years that Kickstarter was going to just get completely fucked that nobody was going to trust it anymore. You know, you have too many horrible experiences for people. They're going to stop believing in it. Um, And it's the closest you can come to like a direct market for you give me money. I put that part of that money into this, making this book, part of that money into the shipping material, part of this money into your stretch goals, part of this money into actually paying for the shipping and and it's 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 you and me you know like so like kelly if i've sent you packages before that's me i sent you those packages Mm -hmm. and that's like a cool thing um you know that you that you like this personal connection and and because of that when you do work that people like they are like champions for your side you know um so, yeah, so, it, so the, the whole process can be pretty nerve-wracking because you don't want to screw up. Um, and so far, I've been very lucky on the first two that any of my screw-ups were very minor. Um, so we'll see what happens.
5: Now, one of the things that popped out to me the most from your Kickstarter video that I had to ask about is your obsession with Sergeant Al Powell from Die Hard as played by Reginald Vell <laughs> Johnson.
8: Oh, you noticed that, huh? Yes,
5: yes. It, the, I noticed the picture in the background first. I noticed the t-shirt much later in the video.
8: Yeah. I have a picture of Sergeant Al Powell over my desk, keeping me warm. <laughs> all those <laughs> horrible winter nights when I'm drawing. Because, uh, but What do you, you want to know? What oh, do you like,
5: know? Uh, well, I mean, you just, you're just you just a big fan of Die Hard, Reginald L. Johnson, Family Matters?
8: Yeah, I think so. I th- I'm I'm kind of. It's so interesting that this man is just betrayed. He's always a cop, you know. Yeah. He's always a cop. Why? He's always a cop, and you know, it's just such a strange typecasting. Because I think the actor in general is like really gentle seeming. Um so I I don't know. Like he was a cop in Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's just it's so <laughs> strange. He was a cop in Turner and Hooch, you know, like yes. I <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was just it really started as a one-off joke that uh I just started putting him in all my comics. Uh he's been in for a long time. He was in every single comic I had ever produced. No matter what the the client was or you know what what have you and it wasn't until I think the first thing that I ever did that didn't have uh Reginald L. Johnson in it was a uh, short a 10 page short I did from Marvel which didn't have anyone but superheroes in it so there was no Carl Winslow that was gonna come flying in
5: <laughs> oh, I, I I figured you got a mandate from Marvel that said no Galactus, no Fantastic Four, no Reginald Vel Johnson. <laughs>
8: <laughs> he's in the Manhattan Project set, uh, issues I drew. Uh, he's in the Bedlam issues I drew. Uh, well, even I need though to go Manhattan back stuff, and look <laughs> the Manhattan Project stuff, everyone has to be Oppenheimer, but there there are several Reginald Vel Johnson Oppenheimers, uh, so close enough. <laughs> That's
5: amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> If you didn't realize, he shot a kid. I know. Oh man, <laughs> he did.
8: I really like the idea that that was Steve Urkel. It was dark. And then, yeah, because, I mean, he's just—he's just, he's just he, that he. You could so easily string a narrative of how he floats between all these movie roles as the cop. You know, relocates, things go bad. You know, like so it could have started with uh, Family Matters, and then he shoots Steve. Uh, because Steve has a ray gun uh, that looks real enough, I think is what he says. At least that's the story uh, he's sticking to. Right, and so then he moves to LA, and he gets, you know, he, he drives the car and won't fire his gun, and you know, who knows, you know, like or maybe he started as the as the New York uh, uh, Ghostbusters cop. No, it's like an Al Powell cinematic universe. It's all yeah, connected. it really is. He's got his own universe. It's very very strange. <laughs> I love it.
3: (laughs) Is there any chance uh, Charles Soule could take over as the guy that you throw into all your comics now? Maybe.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, I. (laughs) That was the stupidest idea I've ever had.
3: And, he, I, and the funny thing was, like, I had a, I have a friend that doesn't read God Hits Astronauts because he's not – he doesn't like comedy comics for whatever reason. Yeah. But I told him, like, I hey, like you, need cool read, you need to read this issue. Uh, Charles Soule shows up. You like him,
6: right?
8: <laughs> Charles actually wrote all his own dialogue uh, for that role. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I. it was really – I don't really even know why I did it. I think – at that point I knew the book was going to was tanking. Um, so I needed, I was like, well, I'm going to my, my like motto for like the last five issues is if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out in a blaze of silliness and I'm just going to do all these things I want to do. And you Uh, figure
5: Charles is on every other book. So. (laughs)
8: Right. Exactly. Well, it's, it's a funny thing because, uh, I thought, I mean, it wasn't really – Charles is a good friend and I wanted to work with him and he has a good sense of humor. and uh, So that was kind of why I wanted to do it. But then I was like, well, maybe it will get some attention uh, because he's a hot writer and he killed Wolverine at some point. So, you know. Uh, But it turns out that I didn't get any of his fans, but he got a lot of my weirdo fans. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we did a comic show shortly after in Chicago. And we were just sending fans back and forth and and doing competitive signaturing on that issue 7 uh, where <laughs> I would like sign over his face. And then he would sign over the title and we would just go back and forth. It was really
7: fun. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and then
3: uh, at C2E2, you had the uh, variant of your cat. Mm-hmm. I, yeah.
8: Does he just <laughs> make those faces all the time? Uh, like once a night maybe. Okay. Is that like his just waking up face? Yeah, no, he just kind of zones out, you know. And then I laugh and grab my phone and take pictures.
6: (laughs) (laughs) People ask me about
8: my cat all the time, which I think is really funny. Um, And doing that that variant with a cell phone photo of my cat on it was so much more popular than uh, any cover that I've ever (laughs) labored over. And, you know, work so hard on. And I just put this <laughs> shitty low-res photo on the cover, and everyone, like, desperately wants it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
3: I came really close to buying it from you at C2E2. Oh, I mean. yeah? I, I ended up... I, get, I got a uh, 3D cowboy from you instead, though. Oh, that's
7: did you, pretty good, though. Did your terrible comedy-hating friend talk you out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Justin! <laughs> How'd
5: you know? <laughs> he looks like he doesn't like comedy.
8: <laughs> I hate this guy. Let's have a comedy intervention. Let's just get him on the, the phone. Camera. Make him feel bad about himself.
7: For some Wake reason, him up, call his parents. <laughs>
3: uh, and the funny thing was, he was with me when I bought the 3D cowboy from you, and then we immediately went to Charles Soul's table after that. Ah,
8: <laughs> oh, there you go.
5: <laughs> comedy intervention just makes me think of those comedy traffic schools. Which aren't the funniest things in the world.
8: Comedy traffic school?
5: Comedy traffic school.
8: Uh, I don't understand. You get,
5: if you get like a speeding ticket, uh-huh. uh they send you postcards in the mail and you you know, take a traffic school to get the points off your license, and most of them are comedy centric so that they keep you interested and they crack jokes, and the one that I went to threw Tootsie Rolls out into the crowd.
2: And oh. then, then you take a what? test
5: yeah yeah <laughs> it's a okay. thing that exists.
3: i think this is Perfect a florida dish. thing
5: <laughs> it Man. might be
3: so this is like blue moon ice cream up in up here right yeah is yeah to comedy traffic school yes. is to you in florida yeah, exactly <laughs>
7: i just tried to look up they just told me about blue moon ice cream i asked him what it tastes like no one could describe it i look it up on wikipedia and even wikipedia has no idea what it tastes like (laughs) wikipedia just shrugs
3: describe (laughs) does
7: wikipedia not know it said (laughs) and i quote it says marshmallow sweet and tasting remarkably like fruit loops or fruity pebbles
6: yeah, that's oh, pretty, pretty accurate. Good,
7: that's, that's not a description yeah, yeah. of a yeah, flavor, I mean, though.
5: But yeah, I mean, it's a—it's <laughs> What sure flavor, flavor is
7: this? It's kind of like Fruit Loops. That doesn't count. <laughs> you
8: want what part of your palate it activates on your tongue? Yeah, I'm you
7: know? looking for you, you know, know explanation. Yeah,
5: I just put a link in the chat for the comedy driving traffic school, and you're right; it is a Florida thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of
7: course it's comedy driving dot com uh,
5: yes exactly <laughs> at, at nice. least that's the first result that came up so
3: I like on the Fantastic. site they have the comedy driving school tra- traffic school thing and it says the tw- $25 price and in that text box there is an alligator standing on its back feet a superhero an alien a soldier and a pirate I, Pirate.
8: Yeah. I guess they're bases. fun.
5: No, no, that's the uh, clip art representation of comedy. You didn't oh. know that, Kelly. <laughs> I see. I'm surprised <laughs> one guy didn't have you know an arrow going through his head. all uh, you know. Wow.
8: You know, a websites good um, when you go to it and it immediately starts playing horrible music. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Th- thank you for that,
5: that website. Uh, that that won't show up on the recording at all.
7: Yeah. I, like, I like that it's called The number one funniest driving school In Florida <laughs> We teach you nothing but you are
5: sure Gonna laugh Have some Tootsie Rolls So Ryan where can people find you online
8: uh, My favorite form of social Media is definitely Instagram uh, And I'm On there at Ryan Brown Art A-R-T what- and Brown has an E in the end because it's fancy, um, and yeah, I take a lot of really tasteful pictures of my cat. Um, my Instagram account for me is is very strongly vetted. I don't put anything up there that doesn't have um, comedic merit or some sort of artistic merit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I I like it. I'm a much. I'm a visual person. I'm not like a a, a words man. So uh, my Instagram account is where I really uh, uh, can feel comfortable to express myself uh, instead of Twitter. Uh, Usually my tweets are just links to my Instagram photos. So,
7: yeah, I'm a genius. Mahoney loves those. (laughs) I do love that. That's my favorite. I like when the tweets are uh, Tumblr links that went to Instagram that then go to Twitter.
5: Or or Facebook. Super fun.
3: (laughs) It's the black hole of social media.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got uh GodhatesAstronauts.com. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Kickstarter again is Blast Furnace Recreational Thief. Uh you know, search search for that on Kickstarter, y'all. Uh Go pledge. Yeah. a lot of cool rewards in there. And uh you're guaranteed at least one Al Powell per book, so
8: Yeah. Oh yeah, I have another character I haven't used who's who's um Owl Powell. <laughs> He Johnson, who's an owl. Um, and then his partner is Carl Winslow uh, oh, they're God. gonna be great together I gotta, I gotta fit those guys in somewhere
3: <laughs> how many more pages do you have to go
8: like uh, like 45 or something not bad
3: okay you can fit them in Home there
8: stretch. Yeah, in a good day I can write and draw 8 which is as comics being the slowest medium uh, save stop motion animation uh <laughs> It is incredible to finish eight pages of story in a day. It yeah, really yeah
7: I, I, Isn't the average typically like one?
8: Yeah, yeah, one. All you have yeah. to do is not give a shit about how your drawings look.
7: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
5: Well, if, if you run into a creative block, you've got uh, your your uh, Sergeant Owl pa- Owl Pow Owl, and you've got <laughs> Carl Winslow You just just go go off on that. Al Powell uh, cinematic universe that we were talking
7: about.
8: And just- I feel like they're partners and they're roommates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that has explored enough in cop dramas.
7: And like, what came first, the partnership or the roommate?
8: That's, yes, I don't know. Maybe they roomed together in Police Academy. So we got some good flashback moments. There you you know what? I'm just going to do a whole book about it. Yeah,
5: <laughs> please do.
8: I will contribute to that Kickstarter. <laughs>
5: Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Ryan. It was uh, very fun. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you guys uh, nail all of your stretch goals for Black Blast Furnace and uh, knock it out of the park. And we're excited to see what you got going on in the future. And that Al Powell shirt is amazing.
8: (laughs) Man, I... Yeah, my... My goal is that I can make a little bit of money off of this and then I can live off that money and then make the next project living off that money and then that project can be a success so I can live off that project and make a new project. I'm never getting anywhere. But I'm just I'm sustaining, you know? Hey. So, that's the least you
3: can
8: do. That should be that's my motto on my Kickstarter. <laughs> help me sustain life.
3: <laughs> help
8: me
5: live,
3: I'll give you stuff.
7: Yeah, please. You know.
5: uh, Thanks again. Uh, Congratulations on the Kickstarter being fully funded. And uh, we look forward to seeing more from you in the future, sir.
8: All right. Sounds good. Have a great one. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks.
7: Bye. 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 Awesome.
5: Good job, Kelly. Thank you. Uh, Mahoney, we got emails? Uh, Yes, we do. We have uh, Uh, emails.
7: Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs)
4: Look at all this fan mail.
5: All right, let's read some emails.
7: Okay, Uh, two emails this week. First one from me. (laughs) Subject line, hey Kelly. (laughs) Hey. And it says, uh, congratulations on wrapping up your New Japan Climax Tournament. I just (laughs) wrapped up your mom's Climax Tournament.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it.
7: Yep. Uh, and the second email, also from me, is subject line: Wrestling ice cream flavors.
0: <laughs> oh no!
7: And so this is a list of ice cream flavors to add to your wrestling ice cream flavor list. Uh, in no particular order: Ryback, <laughs> Ray Pistachio, Ray Pistachio. <laughs> I like Ray. It would have to be Ray Pistachio Jr. Okay, uh, Brooke Hogan. <laughs> Candy Kaufman, Uh, Pepperoni Pizza, (laughs) Wildberry Skittles, What (laughs) Milk Pencils, (laughs) and uh, that guy who killed his family. (laughs) (laughs) That guy who killed his family What? Oh hell yeah No it's the guy Who killed his family and cream
5: Oh Sorry I was laughing over the ant cream Oh my god uh, I just saw uh, The Nerdfix Strangers Twitter account Tweet out a link to a story about How of Schreiber Is going to play Chris Benoit in a movie About uh, Chris Benoit
7: Oh, is that the guy who killed his family? Yes. I uh, not Liam
5: Schreiber, Chris Benoit killed his family.
7: <laughs> well, I mean, has anybody seen Liam Schreiber's family around? <laughs> He's really mad. I there. haven't.
5: I that casting's pretty good though. I can see. Yeah. It. <laughs> That's
7: I couldn't awesome. I only know like four wrestlers. I couldn't think of the name of the guy who killed his family, and then I realized it's funnier to just call him the guy who killed his family. No, no, that was yeah. great. No, I did a I did a Crispin Waw
5: flavor last week.
3: <laughs> oh, so Crispin and cream does have a certain ring to it.
7: Yeah, not quite as good as that guy who killed his family in cream. No. <laughs> you print that on a Ben and Jerry's pint; it's just
8: flying uh, off the shelf.
5: Oh, uh, John on Twitter. Uh, tweeted me and he's like uh he, he was he was commending us for the stone cold creamery bit and then he was like I I I hope you guys do a video of it and I don't want to make any promises but I kind of want to do a video of it as well with just still images of you know photoshopping the wrestlers into ice cream cones or something like that <laughs> I think it'd be great
7: Well don't forget to do uh milk
5: milk <laughs> <laughs>
3: What about, how about pralines and that guy that killed his family? Yeah, no. No.
5: Praline, no. Pralines and Ming. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God, you guys. So yesterday, after Mary's job interview, we went grocery shopping at Aldi. And I, Oh, oop, oh, the broadcast just ended. Let me restart it. So we're walking around Aldi's. And I start, I see Sunday toppings on the end of one of the aisles. So I start listing them off. Caramel, what? (laughs) Hot fudge, what? Maraschino cherries, what? And she's just trying to hide her face. And she's so (laughs) embarrassed. And then as we're walking along the grocery store, I just start naming
3: off grocery items in the stone-cold voice. (laughs) She hated it. This reminds me of Wednesday morning when I was screaming like stone-cold into my phone (laughs) and seeing what it came up with when I was using a speech Oh, yes! So let me read a few of these in the stone-cold voice.
0: Welcome to the stone-cold creamery YouTube son. Oh, Omari scope scope not or don't know. (laughs) don't want some strawberry how about some boo-boo <laughs> how about some soup to go all sprinkle some goddamn sparkles all over the porches.
7: that's another good flavor soup <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: what where are you chocolate so where good caramel or where are you ought to start tobo <laughs> <laughs> we got stro- <laughs> we got strober tober where you got chocolate not towards
6: strober tober
0: <laughs> to go to his floor before going open up to turn or graduate want borrows route what time do you want weather shovel popsicle total progress <laughs> <laughs> And finally, for the border in the stone cold creamery what's up, banana split to your house? What's up, banana split to
7: your house, girl? <laughs> shove, a, shove a popsicle, total progress needs to be a shit teat swipes. <laughs> See, my sole... Uh, experience with Stone Cold Steve Austin is in the form of t-shirts so <laughs> I don't even understand like you just kept going with your list of Sunday toppings and I was like I guess this guy makes really long lists of things I don't have
5: any <laughs> idea. that is exactly what he does this was later on in his career though he started to do this bit where he would do lists of things or he was a big fan of synonyms as well yeah and he would just list, and in between each word, the audience would go, would in unison chant, "What?"
7: It's bizarre.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh hell
3: yeah, it is. <laughs> Strobertober.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think that was supposed to be strawberry, st- <laughs> strawberry, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh man I'm upset Mahoney neither one of us asked Ryan how long it would take him to eat a newspaper
7: (laughs) I know he probably would have really given it some thought too I think he would have call him back (laughs) (laughs) Ryan sorry important question we forgot how long would it take you to eat a newspaper and you know I bet the first thing he would say is uh, weekday or weekend
6: (laughs) Yeah. yeah does it
5: have the ad section yeah, are we talking coupons? Because <laughs> <laughs> you would think just eating the normal newsprint would be easier than eating the the glossy ad inserts. Oh,
7: yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's staples.
5: Well, don't like staples. staples.
7: There could be yeah. there's staples sometimes.
3: I see it mostly in like local, just like stuff like the Onion used to be. Those kind of papers staples
7: in like uh you get like the boston globe they send you that little glossy magazine on sundays that thing's stapled together pretty sure
5: that's true yeah uh down here when you get the comedy traffic school weekly you know it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's just attached together with a few of those brass uh brads you know that you (laughs) yeah
7: it's drawn on a bunch of
6: placemats (laughs) (laughs) i
5: don't know if i've ever told this story but it's a story from the comedy traffic school and there was a, a, a a boxer like a like a, a a Hispanic boxer guy who was in the same comedy traffic school as me who got pulled over for going like hundred and twenty on his motorcycle in mm. probably you know a sixty five or a seventy zone. And yeah. The comedy traffic school oh, guy yeah, 40. called him to you know come up to the front of the class and to draw a speed limit sign. He draws the the square the rectangle. And then he writes, S-E-E-P limit. Seep limit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ooh, this guy been punched in the head one too many times. Let's, let's take his driver's license while we're at it. All right, well, uh, that was fun. I, I hope I didn't end the interview too early, but I don't host often. And yeah, no,
7: we got I, in, no, it we was got like out. a half an hour. It was
3: good. Yeah, we you did a half an hour. W-
5: w- when I start hearing... Long silences. I'm like, oh my god!
7: Oh my god, we have to end this (laughs) And I already Yeah half an hour is plenty. Yeah.
3: Yeah half an hour is good. And he
7: already Unless the guy's like, do I get to hang out the rest of the night? Thirty minutes is your time.
6: Exactly.
5: All right. Well let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll do some news. Uh, Kelly will talk about comic books. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I haven't read a
7: comic a s- book since, like, May.
3: Yeah. I remember one thing I read this week, so I can talk about that for a brief second. All right, cool. We'll we we'll so uh, will be fast. We will make it a, a
5: quick show, and uh, here is that, some music that uh, Lee sent in. I'm pretty sure it is Adam Warrock. It's either Adam Warrock, or The Mad Hatter, or Doc Awkward, or uh,
3: uh, who knows? He's he's one, one of those jelly bands, yeah, yeah, with the beeps and the boops. <laughs> and yep. uh,
5: this is panels on pages podcast, and we'll be back in a little bit. Love you, bye. Break.
1: Hey yo, I took a little break, but I'm back. Let's speak a rap y'all a little bit like this. Check it out. What? Too far to back now. It's we came too far to turn back now. It's like let the critics talk about it. Let 'em rave on the internet. Just stand back, let me do my thing, Would you know I ain't done that yet? Peter Piper picked a pepper, in the place my ancestors settled. Them stars and bars got me going far in case you never. Knew a little bit about a boy, and to hold the joystick and wreck, fools. Showdown with the samurai, at the arcade where I went, like after school. Still got them good grades, mama make you proud of me. Music made my living, by to everyone who doubted me. Sorry that I never fell short, and I made a little sport of the raps I practiced with. Mainframe with the database and the whole network. I'm accessing Spy and TF2 Every enemy Now I'm back seven. Headshots through the dome Go back to the respawn point I'm laughing kid I Came too far To turn back now It's like Ain't gonna stop Let me show y'all how It's like This how you do it If you're feeling alright then am Smoke them cigarettes no more Now you know what that crap do It's post-apocalypse in my world looking brighter than Splatoon that dude. Making them tunes Doing like whatever that I wanna do Still dropping that nerdcore You know I never read them comments too Cause it's all negative I stay positive Always tell the truth One hand on the Bible Honest kid If Adam dropped a diss Maybe you missed that shit It's karma kid I read your sub tweets, retweeted it, and fast started. Old man Logan of this rap game. When I drop things, when I'm Batman. When I'm back, like a batarang And I'm chilling at the cafe with a new track on the way. I'm a giant like Andre. Say so you your best of day, you did this better, rap better on your best day. And my worst day, you're so thirsty. Ha. Came too far to turn back. Now it's like ain't gonna stop. Let me show y'all how it's like. This how we do it. If you feeling Show y'all how it's like. This is how we do it If you're feeling alright in life Let me hear you say ha, 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 ha Take a second to check that inventory If you with me then You're overloaded with that culture On your internet Browsing through the web Maybe you stopped on a place and listen then Now you know the truth Now that war here to represent It's too far to turn back
6: now
2: So go to panelsonpage.com. click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com. or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning, that's what I do, uh, ripped, that's rip tpanelsonpagecom T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time, help us keep the lights on, help us keep the podcast going, help us keep the site up, and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man, cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out. Ripped.panelsonpages.com 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast.
3: In case y'all forgot, Nutter Butters are delicious.
7: Nutter oh, Butter... Oh, man. Nutter Butter the cookies, right?
3: Yeah. Okay.
7: I haven't had a Nutter Butter in like probably six years. Oh, well, and
5: you look it. (laughs) (laughs) But so does Kelly. I
3: I eat whatever I want. I look like like I've that young
5: metabolism. I look like I've been eating Nutter Butters for six years. (laughs) 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 Yeah, fuck you, Kelly. (laughs)
6: Well, actually, he's, got that, I,
7: he's I like how he says he has that young metabolism. Like, you know, when when I was Kelly's age, I did not have any young metabolism. No.
3: <laughs> I also I I do, though, I need to get back on the exercise train. I started being able to like two weeks ago, I was able to do 100 push ups in 15 minutes. Nice. So I was pretty psyched about that. But Jesus. then I haven't worked out in two weeks. Well, so uh, probably back down. <laughs>
5: Good thing you already have a girlfriend because you and she's t-
7: tiny. You, you can start- do a hundred push-ups in fifteen minutes. You can probably swing her over your head.
3: Nice. Yeah, but, the uh, funny thing is, she's the stronger one of the two of us. Awesome. How many? <laughs> wow.
7: I feel. I mean, no offense, but I'm gonna discount your push-ups because you're only lifting like fourteen pounds.
3: That is true. You know that there. I have taken that into account. Yeah, but it's all. Relative, you
7: know. No, no, not for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting gravity, 140, gravity, 135. Gravity can't grasp him. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> bodyweight exercises just don't work. Uh, you're one to talk, sir.
5: You're looking quite willowy these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, he's really tall. He's not like Willow. Yeah, but you're tall, too. <laughs> like Willow. <laughs> how did you... How did Kelly just reference Willow? <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's he's probably seen it on Tumblr. I saw, no, I, I've seen that. I saw that movie once. I think it... I
7: wanna did say you it was on, like, watch it in, network. like, school?
3: <laughs> no, I want to say it was, like, like a, a Cartoon <laughs> Network randomly one day.
7: They know, showed side it side. to you during, like, side an side. overnight lock-in. <laughs> Everybody roll out your sleeping bags. We're going to watch Willow. <laughs>
5: I remember Mary and I were watching Willow when the Ben Affleck as Batman news broke and we did not finish Willow because the internet was exploding at that point.
7: Remember when that news broke and we all thought it was a joke?
5: Well, yeah, yeah you initially think it's a joke. But then, you know, the discussions were just rampant.
7: And now it he kinda looks like the best part of that movie. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. He's the only reason I'm seeing that movie.
7: Yeah, because all the rest of it, I'm not so sold except for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm not sure why she's there or what she's doing, but she looks pretty good.
5: I didn't include it in the news this week because it's it's spoilery, uh, if it's true. So spoiler alert to anyone that doesn't want to hear it. You guys, you're gonna hear it because we're talking about care. it. <laughs> So, we all saw in the trailer, uh, they show Zod being zipped up in a body bag at one point. Or unzipped, I forget which one it is. And there was a story about how Michael Shannon said that he got locked in a bathroom on set of Batman vs. Superman. And couldn't get out and thought he was going (laughs) to get fired because he was stuck in a bathroom. Uh, The reason he was stuck is apparently his Zod costume quote-unquote Zod costume because there's a rumor as to what Zod turns into in Batman vs. Superman but apparently the Zod costume has like lobster claws instead of fingers
6: <laughs> okay
5: so he couldn't open the door <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just picturing Michael Shannon telling the story and it's hilarious Oh, and just intense <laughs> Yeah, so I was trapped in the bathroom and I couldn't escape. I thought I was going to be fired from from my job. I had to get out. Like, I had claws for hands. And I <laughs> couldn't open the door.
7: <laughs> I hear those stories, and like, that guy is built. How do you ever get locked in a bathroom? Like, even if you have claws for hands, like, three kicks and that door just flies <laughs> off into the hallway.
3: It was Zack Snyder's house, I couldn't break the door down. <laughs>
5: I love, I love that, without a doubt, this is the first time Kelly has ever done a Michael
7: Shannon impersonation, <laughs> and he fucking nailed it. I don't know if you can say without a doubt, but... No, this is the first time i no. ever
5: tried to there do it. There is own. no way, in conversation, Kelly has ever had to break out a Michael Shannon impersonation. No way? No way. No, way. no possible way? <laughs> this is a first. <laughs> on the podcast it's a first first time Kelly ever did Michael Shannon it was like we were doing an interview
6: <laughs> i wish uh we would have no
5: no disrespect to lee whatsoever i you know we kid him about his sniffles and all but that guy has two kids and a job if he's got a migraine take the night off sir oh yeah I think he's all stuck in the bathroom. I just, <laughs> I just wish I would have known that he uh wasn't going to make it tonight earlier and I would have unloaded the news on one of you guys cuz it would have been much funnier from one of you. So, let's let's do the news. Let's get through this. Oh, there, there was another fucking Oh, the other story that I didn't include in the news about Batman versus Superman is uh the executive saying that they've seen it numerous times and they did a a Screening of Batman vs Superman, and they all it all ended with a standing ovation. So, and it's kind of like that's cool and all, but yeah, you're gonna give it a standing ovation.
7: Yeah, I, exactly. I was just yeah. gonna say I'm not interested in knowing that it got a standing ovation unless you tell me the makeup of the audience. <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah, the makeup of the audience is all dudes that hope it makes millions and millions of dollars. So yeah, they're a like, little biased.
7: I, I laugh at my boss's jokes too.
3: That's <laughs> what you do. They all really like Michael Shannon's lobster costume. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah.
5: Oh, God. All right, let's do the news.
3: I felt like I was boiling in a pot. We'll do it live.
4: <laughs> do it live! I can all write it and we'll do it live! Fuck it! In
6: five, four, three... <laughs>
5: This is the Pop-Top 6-Pack of News for August 25th, 2015. Fucking thing sucks! Two men were arrested Saturday in Boston after making threats of violence over social media towards the Pokemon World Championships, and guns and ammunition were discovered in their vehicle. Apparently, Team Rocket just finally had enough of Ash's fucking attitude. (laughs) Fear the Walking Dead debuted on AMC Sunday night to a record 10.1 million viewers, making it the most watched series premiere in cable cable TV history. Expect more Walking Dead spin-offs from AMC including Who Wants to Be The Walking Dead, Married to the Walking Dead, and Kevin Smith's I Stopped Carrying in 2002 featuring The Walking Dead. <laughs> Alfre Woodard has joined the cast of Marvel and Netflix's Luke Cage series playing Black Mariah. Uh, For those unfamiliar with the character from the comic books, Black Mariah did that song with Old Dirty Bastard and White Mariah starred in the movie Glitter. (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn shared a touching fan story about how the movie helped a four-year-old boy start to overcome his dyspraxia, a condition affecting motor skills and speech using the word Groot to communicate with his parents. Vin Diesel is already campaigning to play the four-year-old in the movie adaptation. A four, Another four-year-old. We got two stories about four-year-olds this week. A four-year-old in Trinidad Trinidad named kal helped to save his mother and aunt after the three were ejected from their car into a ravine. Meanwhile, all SF Bat Kid did was cost the taxpayers of San Francisco a shitload of money. And got him! And finally, Batgirl Yvonne Craig passed away at the age of 78 this week, which makes it at least the third worst thing to happen to Batgirl this year. And that is the Pop Top 6-pack of news for August
4: 25th, 2015. Wow. (laughs) Infotainment.
7: See, for the Batgirl headline... You should have just gone immediately back to the end of the Kal-El headline, which, you know, Yvonne Craig passed away at the age of whatever, and all SF Bat Kid ever did was cost the taxpayers of San Francisco (laughs) millions of dollars. What is this, comedy traffic school? (laughs) Beep, beep.
5: (laughs) Uh, So the first story... Uh the Pokemon World Championships were held in Boston this past weekend uh which
7: No who, one told me this. Who knew
5: this was a thing? <laughs> if anyone told
3: you this, Mahoney might have been the one being arrested. <laughs> <laughs> See, I actually do I I didn't know it was t- taking place now, but I knew this happened because uh my girlfriend has relatives that have played in this tournament before. <laughs> Ooh. And have one sizable amounts of money. Yeah, the apparently there's, there's millions,
5: money to be won. There's millions of dollars at stake.
3: Yeah.
5: Oh boy. Millions of dollars and scholarships. Yeah. Not to mention pride. Yeah. The pride of being the Pokemon World Champion. So two Iowa men, James Stumbo age 27 Stumbo, Stumbo. <laughs>
6: and
7: Kevin Norton. How'd you make it through high school? Stumbo?
5: <laughs> well, he's a Pokemon world champion. So, well, Not well, he, he's a, he's I a, don't think he was. He's a Pokemon. He totally cha- wouldn't be in jail. He's a Pokemon champion of some sort. Uh, James Stumbo 27 and Kevin Norton 18 were invited to play in the master's division of the championships. I guess. So if you win, you get a really nice jacket. <laughs> Uh, it was held over the weekend at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston Uh, Wednesday prior to the championship Stumbo
0: Stumbo! posted
5: a photo of two guns in the trunk of the car uh, to the Mayhem Pokemon Crew Facebook page with the message Kevin Norton and I are ready for Worlds Boston, here we come and another poster wished them good luck and Stumbo responded with killing the competition. (laughs) That's Stumbo. Let's step back for a second.
3: Stumbo. The Mayhem Pokemon group? The Mayhem Pokemon crew. Sorry, Mayhem Pokemon crew.
7: You just know that starts with a K. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Man, those guys are cool, I bet. So,
5: apparently, people uh, talked to the organizers of the Pokemon World Championships about this possible threat, They got in touch with the uh, authorities. They were both trespassed from the convention center. And uh, cops found them at a motel uh, a few miles from the convention center. And searched their car and found uh, a 12-gauge Remington shotgun, a DPM5 model AR-15 rifle, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and a hunting knife.
7: Jesus. You know what I would not want to be in jail in Boston for? (laughs) (laughs) Shooting up the Pokemon World Championships.
5: What's worse? What is worse? Being in jail for shooting up the Pokemon World Championships? Or being in jail for conspiracy to shoot up the Pokemon World Championships? Yeah, the conspiracy. Definitely conspiracy. (laughs) Like, you didn't even get to carry out your awful crime. Uh, And... Uh, this article doesn't actually have uh, pictures of Stumbo. but Stumbo. Bo- Boy, oh boy. He would be somebody's wife in a hurry. Here we go, here we go. We got uh, mugshots of both of these guys. Uh, Stumbo is your run-of-the-mill uh, neckbeard. Probably has a collection of fedoras in his closet at his mom's house. Oh, and are he- so
3: sweet, too, I bet.
5: Norton... Looks
3: like a twink. Oh, man. That guy's not going to do well. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad for Uh, him. (laughs) I mean, he was going to commit a horrible crime, but oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that dude's mouth is never going to be the same again. No. No. Fuck these guys. It's the
7: eyes. They're too pretty.
5: (laughs) Stumbo actually looks a a little hard in his mugshot, but he is
7: not. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be getting hard for a while. Um, no.
5: he'll, he'll be getting it hard. Yes. hey Oh, speaking of. Just uh, like Jared. I, yes, I, I mentioned this to <laughs> Mahoney the other day, but I fell into a hole the other night of reading. I opened up a bunch of. For, uh, for the past week and a half, the Jared story has been trending on Facebook nonstop. It is yeah. always there. So the other night I clicked on it, and it brought up all the stories, and I just opened up, like, ten different stories about Jared Fogle and the whole situation. And it was a bad idea, because it was right before bed, and it made me feel really gross.
7: One yeah, of, don't read about him. No it it,
5: no, it it won't make you feel good. Except for Not this one article. Time. This one article was... They interviewed a bunch of inmates. Oh, the Vice article? <laughs> about how Jared is going to be received in jail. And you could hear these guys licking their fucking chops. Uh-huh. Like, we are going to beat him down, and we're going to rape his face, and uh, we're probably going to
7: hang him by his balls. So, Nice just sent me a picture of the coyote with a fork <laughs> and knife chasing after the roadrunner.
5: Yeah, with the <laughs> napkin tied around his neck. <laughs> so, you know what? Pokemon or not, Pokemon people aren't that bad. No. They're not as bad as like Dragon Con people or. Um,
7: what, what I've have never you? seen a Pokemon kid spit on the back of his hand. Oh
5: yikes! No. But I don't know Pokemon and anime. It's kind of the Venn diagram is very close. I
7: would say.
3: Yeah, they're very.
7: I think sim- it's close, but basically, to, Pokemon to me just translates to like. Like, 10 years younger than me. Like, I yeah. feel like 10 years younger than me, Pokemon was the biggest thing on the planet. And yeah, everyone like
5: it. It
3: was. It really was. Yeah,
5: it kind of bums me out how Ronda Rousey is a big Pokemon fan. Because that just shows... It shows my age. <laughs> it shows that I'm like, not
7: the same age as Ronda Rousey. I... I worked at Toys R Us during the whole Pokemon thing, and I have vivid memories of ripping the tape off of a box of Pokemon cards and just sliding it at the angry crowd that was running <laughs> towards me.
6: <laughs> to be like, here,
7: you deal with this, and just like like a bowling ball, just throwing it at them. <laughs> there that, was... Yeah. A- I
3: was at a Toys R Us for one of those releases for the early sets, and it was, it, it was pandemonium is the best way to describe yeah,
7: it. Yeah, it was insane. There was My about
3: mom a... almost got into a fight with some dude. It was pretty great.
7: <laughs> there
3: was about a
5: two-three month period in 1999 where Jose got into Pokemon cards.
2: That was oh, it. I just so. picture That's Jose
5: amazing. being like, "Oh, I got a Squirtle!" And then he just he squirt he, you know, no pun intended. He squirtled the cards away and forgot about them. And he was cleaning the other day and he found his fucking Pokemon card collection. <laughs> I was like, I mean, those are sixteen-year-old cards. They could be worth some money.
3: Probably most aren't, but there are some.
5: Moral of the story with this story is, like, good for the authorities finally stopping a shooting for once. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! You know, see see something, say something, Pokemon fans, and fans of all types. I have also heard.
3: That these two might just be idiots that weren't even planning on doing any kind of shooting. They were just bringing the guns with them and stopping at shooting range. They're going to stop at shooting ranges on their way back from the tournament.
7: True. Well, good luck proving that. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah.
5: Our next story is uh, Fear the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead spinoff debuted Sunday night on AMC. 10.1 million viewers. The biggest debut in cable history. Uh, the previous record holder was Better Call Saul with 6.9 million viewers. So, kind of smashed that. And I I do believe 10.1 million is the same amount of viewers as the Walking Dead finale from this past year. So, they it's a cash cow. They're not going to stop making nope. Walking Dead nope. anytime soon. It'll be a franchise like even if the main walking dead show ends in three four years i think as long as people keep watching we'll always have walking dead of some some kind it could
7: be its own channel yeah holy
5: shit they have their own goddamn convention
7: yeah won't fucking hire us though sons of bitches (laughs) (laughs) wait till they get their own channel then they'll need yeah exactly
5: exactly uh, I watched it. Did you either of you guys watch it? Nope.
7: I was at the point where they uh, turned the truck around at the traffic stop, and then you were like, you activated the bat signal, and I hit pause and came down here.
6: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in
5: so the I'm middle like, of watching.
7: I'm like 65 minutes into the 90-minute episode, just about to get to a zombie. Right. <laughs> and I was like, nice needs me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I must
5: it, go. It, it starts out with a zombie, so... Well, yeah. Barely. Barely. Just barely. It, it I've seen a lot of criticism that it's slow, and it's going to continue to be slow, but I think that's the whole design of the show is... Yeah, that's the point. It's it's not supposed to drop you right in the middle of the apocalypse. It's We're going to see, step by step, how society kind of just devolves... Yeah.
7: We already got dropped right into the middle right. of the apocalypse. What do, you, what do you need that for?
5: I mean, what they're kind of teasing for this season is there's going to be a lot of where the government and, and the military just kind of drop in and just start wiping people out. Like, zombie or not. So there's going to be a lot of that type of thing going on. Not just zombie drama.
7: Yeah. But, That's uh, pretty cool.
5: The cast is decent. Uh, I I really had no problem with the show it, Other than it's slow But that's
7: by design So, what I, uh, what I had seen I'll tell you, the one piece That I don't know if it'll turn out to be true But I had heard going in Is that they say that eventually It's going to catch up with The uh, primary show Because it's set I think it's like four or five years In the past I think. Yeah, it's got to be. It's been four or five years now on the on the regular Walking Dead, and I just don't under I don't see how you can do that unless like every time you go to break, like you pick back up a year later or six years. Like, I feel like you're going to have to build the story and then just all of a sudden be like, "Well, we didn't show you any part of the winter, and now we've we've jumped ahead to you know next fall." Like, well, I mean, they've know? kind of done that with the main Walking Dead show where. Between seasons, uh, yeah. they skip big parts. I know, of <clears throat> and that's part of the problem. Is you've had the main show running already doing that, right? So if you're going to launch a new one now and you're going to catch it, you're going to have to skip either more frequently or longer periods of time. And why that's bother? Be,
5: you've already got that show.
7: Yeah. Do yeah. something different. Like, what do you need to be at the same point for so you can have a crossover? You know they want to. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but you can do the crossover. I, I mean, they're in L.A. Walking Dead is in Atlanta or, you know, the the southeast. So
7: you're not really going to see a crossover ever. The only reason I can think of that you'd want to make these shows line up is you can have a crossover.
5: Uh, I mean, maybe like everyone just, just heads just for Just you DC. wait.
7: Season one of *Fear the Walking Dead* is gonna end with the guy being like, "I got family in Atlanta," and they all pile into a truck. <laughs> Flash forward five years.
5: <laughs> Everyone's got beards. Everyone's got beards. The wife, in the Atlanta. daughter.
3: In the normal *Walking Dead*, is Carl missing an eye yet? No. No. Okay, so no girl can like his, his eye hole. He, he, wait, he lost a ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, wait, what'd you say?
7: That's what I said. Oh, is that real? <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, I should point out, speaking of is that real, uh, earlier today in the population group on Facebook, Justwise, Justwise told us all to call. He just said, call the 800 number from some TV show that uh, aired the other last, day. Last
5: week tonight with John Oliver.
7: Yeah, last week tonight with John Oliver. Call the 800 number that he read off on his show the other day and listen to what they say. No 800 number. No no instructions. Just if you watch the show and you happen to memorize this number that guy said, call it. Let me know what they say. So I said I thought of the first 800 number that comes to mind, which is uh, Empire Today, 800-588-2300. And so I said, the number for any of you interested is 1-800-588-2300. And then Rob, Wet Blanket blanket Rob, had to come in and explain that that was not the real number.
6: Oh, Rob! Rob,
7: You doing?
5: What? See, I didn't know this part of the story. Yeah. Rob. Boo. (laughs) I see you in the chat. (laughs) Oh, that's
7: that's so disappointing. I like I posted it and then I just leaned back in my <laughs> chair and said, "And now we wait."
6: Empire Today, <laughs>
5: uh, I was so bummed exactly. to find out that the Empire guy died in 2011. They just have they have audio of him from when he was still alive, and they they have this CGI character that now does the does the job.
7: He's like claymation. He's pretty weird. Yeah. I I once got carpet from Empire strictly because I was I had just moved into our new place, and it was the only place I could I knew the phone number for. <laughs> Didn't have internet at the house. I didn't have a smartphone. and I, I was like, "Well, I know how to get in touch with Empire."
3: When did you guys realize that Empire wasn't like a local?
7: Today, store? about two hours ago.
3: <laughs> See, I I knew that
5: it was a a Chicago thing. They're they're based out of North Lake, Illinois, because I grew up in Chicago, and it was you know always on the local stations. And yeah. I, back then. I feel it was just a regional, local thing. But then I moved to Florida, and I start seeing Empire commercials. I'm like, "Good for those guys!"
3: Yeah, I didn't. I think it was one of you guys brought someone brought up on the podcast, and I was like, "How do you guys know about this? <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody trying to keep Empire
5: a secret?
7: <laughs> like, who told everybody you guys about Empire?" Ownership of it. <laughs> I I will say that my favorite part of that comment chain was. I posted the phone number to empire and then just as jumped back in and said, ah, yes, sorry, that is the phone number. Thank you.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and I was
7: like, thanks. Joshua, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you called and got to the fire people and then maybe hung up, thought you misdialed, called them back a second time, you know, post it. I want to know these things. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and what is the deal um, with that chick side-eyeing that parakeet <laughs> is that she's from the know? background of
7: a Caitlyn picture oh which Caitlyn picture <laughs> it's the picture that chick's side-eye, side-eyeing Caitlyn but when you crop her out it looks like she's side-eyeing that parakeet
5: <laughs> oh it's the, the Caitlyn picture where she's like uh, I banged your mom parakeet ticato.
7: yeah oh too good. The things through. you can do with
3: pictures. Just I
7: know, aesthetic. right? Pictures are great. Always look at the background, kids.
3: <laughs> don't just focus on
7: the front.
5: Uh, the details.
3: The proof is in That's the pudding. Right. Well, I'm shit. trying. I'm trying my best to learn from you. I'm. I'm working on my photo responses to tweets, but I, I don't think I can ever master it as well as you have. It's tough these
5: days because. People are getting real sensitive, especially in our circle of friends, about you know responding to things with photo images. So you got to pick your battles sometimes. Mahoney can get away I with have, anything.
7: I have a hard time. Sometimes I'm like, I need to respond with words. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a response in like six responses. <laughs> sometimes I have to make a conscious effort to like say, you know, oh, cool. <laughs>
2: These like,
3: days, I need to send Ryan a picture of himself with a dog on his lap.
5: But see, that's not That's not as weird because you know him. Yeah, and you
3: have access to that photo. I still love the time that you used it on my Facebook page, and then he
7: saw it and was like, "Hey, uh, that was great, Dan. Dan, what are you doing with a picture of me? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy?" And I was like, "If you think I'm explaining it to you, you are mistaken." <laughs> like, Live in confusion, buddy.
5: <laughs> so the next story is Alfrey Woodard has signed on to play Black Mariah on Luke Cage. Uh, Minetta is, is the character's name, who I guess Minetta becomes Black Mariah, or Minette, uh, Black Mariah is her uh, secret name. Tell me about Black Mariah, one of you. who
3: I have no idea who this person is.
5: Mahoney.
7: Can't do it. Can't do it. Never what? Heard of her.
5: Really? We found a Marvel character that stumps
7: Mahoney. I have a bunch of Luke Cage comics from the old days, but I don't remember a Black Mariah. Do you have oh, the one where, cat, where
3: uh, Dr. Doom calls him a crazy black man? Probably. That's a good one.
7: I She's, have that. She's like good. 950 pounds in this uh, Google image result. I'm black trying. Mariah and her minions. She appears to be a villain. Oh, she was a drug racketeering 400-pound woman who crossed paths with Luke Cage. Yes. Cage went toe-to-toe with her and shut down her operation.
5: She's like the black kingpin. Black female kingpin.
7: We already oh, had yeah. a black kingpin. Exactly.
3: She's giving smack to the kids. Luke Cage she is no
7: doubt that. got her name from the alias of an ambulance symbolizing the way she ran her operations. Whatever that means. I don't get that. Alias of an ambulance? I have no idea. She led a gang of criminals using fake ambulances and paddy wagons to pick up people without being questioned. Alright. They would cart off the bodies of rich people who died in public places. How many rich people die in public places that you can make a living off of taking their bodies? Good point. (laughs)
5: Uh, pop quiz best alfrey Woodard role of all time anybody nope the <laughs> answer is Scrooged she played the uh, uh, what's what's it called the reindeer no <laughs> there's Scrooge uh, she she played the Bob Cratchit role but she was a uh, Black female, called Grace Cooley in Scrooge. She she was Bill Murray's uh, assistant, abused assistant.
3: See, all I picture when you say her name is a tiny is a robot toy I had when <laughs> I was a kid named
6: Alfie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One day, Alfie was left in the sun, and his battery melted, and he started Aww. screaming as he died. Oh, he started <laughs>
5: screaming. <laughs> Oh,
6: that's but,
3: horrendous. Like, he was. He started saying his phrases, and then it just kind of turned into. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> and he died. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Kelly?
5: <laughs> Why?
6: <laughs>
5: Why now, did you leave me in the sun? <laughs>
7: did you name him Alfie, or was his name Alfie?
5: His name was Alfie. I feel like I know of a robot named Alfie from something.
7: Well, let me. First, wrap up Black Mariah by saying she is 100% female Black Kingpin. Uh, it says she's exceptionally strong considering her weight. That's that's the description of her power. And also that she has a pair of poison knitting needles. And she uh, fought Iron Fist, too. So maybe she'll cross over into Iron Fist.
5: Okay, uh, Kelly. Is this, is this the Alfie that you remember? Let's
3: see. Yep. Man, yep, that, is that is sad. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so it was like a, like a, kind of like a speak and spell. It was a game, yeah, like a learning game. Yeah. Oh, poor Alfie was like, Bleh! oh, why <laughs> have you forsaken <laughs> me? That's
3: sad, man. Uh, R. I P Alfie. Sorry, Alfie. Shouldn't uh, have left you in the sun. I should have taken better care of you. You, you taught me things. Yeah, I had
5: a Han Solo blaster when i was a kid and it was electronic and it made the electronic noises and stuff like that and i played with it in the sandbox once and it got sandy so i thought i could wash it off in the sink but that ruined all of the electronic bits in it so it was it was done for han didn't shoot first he never shot again (laughs) So our next story is a uh, little anecdote that James Gunn posted on his Facebook page. Uh, uh, Josh Dunlap got in touch with James Gunn, and this is about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to read it word for word for you. Hi, James. This is in response to your recent post about Guardians being released a year ago and the effect it has had on my son. My son is four years old and has a condition known as dyspraxia, which not only interferes with motor skills, but speech as well. When Guardians came out, Sawyer could only say about three words and would communicate to his mother and I by other means. When he saw Groot, something clicked inside him and he connected with him on a level I haven't seen. He began to mimic him and he would use the word bah for a lot, but after he saw the film, he would change the tone in which he said it to convey a different meaning. He would also start saying Groot for many things as well. Since that, He was finally able to go to a speech class, and it has helped amazingly. I just wanted to thank you, though, for a script and movie that was written so well that a four-year-old, three at the time, could connect with someone who had the same language barrier. Uh, Great story, but he commends him for writing a great script when all Groot said was, I am
7: Groot. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking that same thing. I was like, you can't really give James Gunn too much credit for Groot saying, I am Groot, because that's kind of his thing
5: he directed it and he directed vin diesel and it, and he gave i am groot different affectations which is kind of what they're getting that there is is he would say bah but instead of yeah. saying ba ba, no. he would say like bah i hear you bah. but
7: that's like that's like congratulating whoever did the daredevil show for making him blind like he was gonna be he was gonna say i am groot and he was gonna say it in different inflections that's what he does that's what Groot does <laughs> If he didn't, it would have been a massive failure on the part of that director.
5: Point taken, Mahoney.
7: Where does this guy's email address? I would like to get in touch with him. <laughs>
5: Josh Dunlap on Facebook. I can, I can link you I'm to his Facebook up. page right now.
7: I'm sending him a picture of what's-his-face with the dog on his chest. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Mahoney's coming for you, Josh Dunlap.
7: I'm gonna be like, um, actually, the person you want to thank is whoever the fuck invented Groot. I don't have any idea. Probably <laughs> wasn't uh, it Stan Lee? I think Stanley like drew him in the background of something one day. I don't. I don't think Stanley should get any credit. I feel like. Uh, I feel like modern day Groot was invented in that Annihilation, uh, series.
3: Yeah, because yeah, originally he just talked like a normal person,
7: I think. I I feel like when he was introduced, they explained that like something had happened to him, and now he only said I am Groot. Something, yeah. But I don't know. It's been a while. You know who would know? Goat. Why is he Goat here? Goat. I'm sure he, he must s- be stuck in the
6: bathroom. you so oh, wow.
7: sent me his real Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> because
5: the CBR story linked to the post on James Gunn's Facebook page. And it was hyperlinks to, you know, the Josh Lab's Facebook
7: profile. I wonder how many people have already yelled at him for this. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... He's probably like, why is this public? <laughs> Remember, uh, what's-her-face, the Punisher Warzone director who said she would do Ms. Marvel for free and yelled at CBR that that was supposed to be a private tweet between friends? <laughs> <laughs>
5: even though she didn't actually at mention anyone in particular <laughs> she just posted it on her, pri- her her public twitter account she's such a dummy I hope, she's she a never gets, I hope she never gets another directing job as long as she lives
3: I hope she directs another Punisher movie
7: no Hell.
3: she is not allowed. she's going to be
7: in charge of the Punisher Netflix show
3: I'd be okay with that no no <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up, it sounds good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> I love that movie. The next story is real-life Superboy, four-year-old Khalel helps save family from crash. Four-year-old Trinidadian boy celebrated as Superboy for saving his mother and aunt
7: after their car drove off of a cliff. So, to continue... Uh... My good Samaritan shitting on. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to need some details of how this four year old saved these people. Okay. Because, like, I've had plenty of occasions where Katie will find, like, you know, I'll be like, oh no, I can't find the remote, even though I can see it. And then she finds it. I'm like, you found it. Great job. (laughs) Like, come on. He got thrown from the car and then he, what, got a cell phone and dialed 911? All right. Walk to the highway and flag down, flag down assistance.
5: I got the news story right here. Let's let's listen together.
3: The TV6 News at seven.
1: Talk about living up to your name. A four-year-old is being called a hero after Wait, he was what? able to get help for his family when their car went off a cliff in Maracas. Khalil Allen, named after the comic book superhero Superman was traveling with his mother, 33-year-old Amanda Graham and 26-year-old Antonia Graham, to Maracas on Tuesday, when the car skidded. His mother, who was driving, swerved to avoid hitting oncoming cars, but the car went over a cliff. All three occupants were thrown from the car through the back window. Kyle's mother told him to climb about 100 feet out of a ditch to get help. He did, and the boy was able to flag down a good Samaritan. The little hero spoke to the Expresses Alexander, Frizzell and Ernesto Alves at his home at AccolTrace in Santa Cruz. It's
6: oh, border, shit. and then we see a oh. and the car just turned up. You had the climb up? Yeah, I climb up.
2: You
3: climb far?
1: That's That's a
3: great
7: interview (laughs) (laughs) It can't be like Hey, hey, turn the music off We're on TV right now (laughs) So basically uh, It's basically what you said, Mahoney Put the kid in a car seat Uh, And then They were like, hey, you, walk towards the road And hopefully someone will wonder Why there's a four-year-old walking on the side of a highway And they will look down this ditch And see my car Right Okay. But I like, hey, I wish good for him. He, to that he's totally gonna tell some chick that he did this in like the freshman Jerry year high Houlton school and get a hand job. So great. Good for you, Cal I actually remembering now that his name is Cal L. He's never getting a hand job. <laughs> <so> it's fine. <laughs> uh, looks like I found a better interview
5: uh, uh, with Cal L. That has better audio. Let's see. Let's see how this works out.
6: I took my grandma car because I got mad at my mom, <laughs> and then I suddenly had my friend come in and he smoked with cigarettes.
5: He started the vehicle. Then. <laughs> Wait, I think there's another bit here from little Callel. <laughs> Let's see.
6: I want to do because it it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. And drive into a car.
5: But well, did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody?
7: Yes, but I wanted to do hill rest stuff for my friend. It all-
5: <laughs> 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 I love that bit. <laughs> oh, that kid. Yeah, you kind of, you, you see the headline and you're hoping that this four-year-old lifted a fucking car at some point. Right? But, yeah, I yeah, got the that that in the heat of the moment adrenaline
3: strength, but... That is clearly not what happened here. See, I, it, initially, the uh, when you started playing the news story, it threw me, because even though I heard Trinidad, I didn't link it with being somewhere not America, because <laughs> I thought no one outside of America would be dumb enough to name their kid Kal-El. Well,
7: no, I understood that it was in Trinidad, but I didn't expect a news broadcast from Trinidad because I figured they wouldn't be in English. So I thought we were gonna get, you know, Sacramento commenting on the story and then it was no full-on trinidad
5: well what
6: what possibly
7: tobago i don't know
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what is the language of trinidad
7: trinidadian
5: i think it's english bro Sounds like it kinda (laughs) common languages english trainee english so, Training? Training English. So, oh, English I kinda spoken kinda by
7: the. English.
6: <laughs> English. I thought you said too. English like, spoken wow. by the Yellow
7: Ranger. <laughs> the, the Yellow Ranger. <laughs> Remember when Juan convinced everybody she was dead? She is dead. She is dead. Nah, that's a Juan joke.
6: <laughs> nah.
5: <laughs> uh, so, finally. Yvonne Craig, who played Batgirl in the '60s Batman TV series, passed away uh, last week at the age of 78. Uh, some sort of fucked up cancer. Uh, let me. See. Her official website has the obituary.
7: That's exactly what they put in your obituary when you die in a sex act.
5: <laughs> Compliment- <laughs> complications brought about from breast cancer that had metastasized to her liver.
7: Yeah, that translation. Choked herself to death, masturbating with a belt around her neck. Jeez. Do women do that? Yes.
3: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't think that would be separated by sexes.
5: <laughs> that just, I don't know. the the <laughs> Hanging yourself by your neck and jerking off, that seems like a very male... <sighs> activity
3: yeah. <laughs> no, it, it does but I, I i they're probably into it too i mean obviously not all mo- not all of them it's yeah, a small I, minority I, mean, I know
5: that females women are into you know bdsm and getting choked and so so forth i just that just seems like
3: a lonely guy thing to do <laughs> and like specifically <laughs> in, a, in a hotel room right, kind of thing. right right
7: right
5: a motel even yeah, yeah, yeah. holiday inn
7: you can't do it in a motel because they don't have uh, they don't have rods in the closet. Yeah, they
5: do. come on, Kelly. No, you're right.
7: But no, they have uh, rods.
5: It's just the weird hangers.
7: Well, yeah, you, yeah, nothing you can hang yourself from. Uh. You know how many people would kill themselves in a Motel Six if they had if they had rods in the closet? <laughs> Not with that, that attitude.
5: How many people do kill themselves in a Motel Six? But it's a lot more than you'd expect probably i didn't realize Super- that uh whenever batgirl was going to be on an episode of the batman tv show she would be in the opening animation i didn't know that that was a a specific thing that you know you see batgirl in the opening animation and you know she's going to be on the show
7: yeah i thought she was just in the opening animation
3: her costume was so sparkly yeah I searched suicide rates in Motel 6 and it's not telling me anything. Ooh, well, yeah, I... they've buried it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of murder suicides at the Motel 6, though.
7: There was almost a murder suicide at a Motel 6, like, in my town.
5: Murder or suicide.
7: One of these near towns. Murder suicide at the Motel 6 and cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The original draft of that joke was, guy who killed his family, Chip, and then I was like, no, 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 it's cream. Yeah, yeah, that implies that his
5: name is Chip. Yeah. <laughs> what I found in creating new wrestler ice cream flavors is names of people and flavors of things, they don't match up as far as rhyming goes a
3: whole lot. No. So it's it's tough, but did you add the ones I've sent you to the yes. list for the next commercial? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good, 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 good. Yes, I did. I... You
6: add pencils? <laughs> I'm
3: gonna
5: have to do a version of the commercial with all of Mahoney's
6: flavors. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Pencils, <laughs> those damn pencils. We know Lee won't listen, so Lee will hear the commercial and <laughs> be like, what?
0: And that silly son of a bitch
6: milk. <laughs> 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 ah, ah. <laughs>
5: Alright, uh, <laughs> Kelly, let's talk about the comic that you read this week. Alright, get out of here. The
3: problem with
4: comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands.
3: Yeah, so, early this afternoon, I filed away a bunch of comics and forgot to look at which ones I had read last week. So, I don't remember what came out last week, but I can see on my shelf I read Ultraman Volume 1 from Viz. And that was pretty okay review of it went up on the site today? Yeah, and got a lot of
5: traction on Twitter today as well. Oh, did it
3: really? Yeah. uh, Shit, cool. uh, Black's Japan shit.
7: When I saw that picture of uh, accompanying the article, I was like, oh, that's Ultraman.
3: (laughs) That is Ultraman.
7: That looks like Ultra Ultraman,
3: like with those
5: shoulder pads and the Wolverine claws.
3: Yeah, that's what happens when uh, he scans a card into his scanner thing and that gives him special armor.
5: Oh right. And then he's got a G on his gauntlet for Ultraman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's uh shit, I can't remember what armor that's for, but it's like mecha Gearon or some shit. G you G G G
5: G G you
3: I will say Ultraman X the T V show is better than Ultraman the manga. Because Ultraman X is a ridiculous Ridiculous show and it might be my favorite TV show I watch right now (laughs) Only thing I like better Is Rick and Morty right now
5: Was the opening bit On the show today from Rick and Morty
3: I don't think it was.
5: Like, I just assumed it. Was. I didn't recognize it, so I just assume it's from Rick and Morty. I, I oh, didn't recognize. No, that
7: sounded it. like uh, that sounded like Bob's Burgers. It was definitely oh. one of the voices from Bob's Burgers, but I couldn't tell if it was from Bob's Burgers or just that person doing a voice of a different character. Remember
5: when the the opening bit uh, to the show used to be like relevant to s- stuff that happened that week, and now yeah. it's just <laughs> things that Lee watched.
6: <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> Which like. It's a lot of work to pull that audio. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. (laughs) Like,
7: why pull it if it's not relevant? (laughs) Fuck it. I mean, it's funny, and I like that he does it. It's just, I'm... I would be too lazy to do that. Did any of you guys watch? Just uh, completely
3: unrelated. Did any of you guys watch uh, True Detective Season 2? No. (laughs) Uh,
7: I watched three quarters of True Detective Season 1.
3: I finally gave up on Season 2 today. I watched an episode, decided I didn't give a shit about anything that happened, and then said, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with this show. For
5: as high people were on True Detective Season 1,
3: I I love Season 1. It's pretty unanimous that no one likes True Detective Season 2. It's just boring as hell and, like, Again, the only thing that I liked from season one was when Colin Farrell called that kid a fat pussy. <laughs> like That was pretty rad. But outside of that, it's just been a boring season. Yeah.
7: I Season one didn't grasp... I think I got my expectations too high.
3: Probably, yeah.
7: And so then I was underwhelmed and I lost interest completely and haven't watched it in months. I think I got it for Christmas. I think the last time I watched it was like February. And so then I heard everybody saying that season two wasn't as good as season one. I was like, well, then I'm done because if I don't like season one, I'm certainly not watching season two, although maybe I'd love it.
3: You don't need to watch season two. Like it's you could just skip from one to three because none of them are related to each other.
7: Right. But that is exactly how I end my ties with shows, Kelly, is I will all of a sudden be like mid-episode and say, you know what, fuck this show, and I just delete every episode on my T-Bone. Uh-huh.
3: Yep, that's what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Colin Farrell.
7: <laughs> Sometimes I don't even watch it. Sometimes I'm just so sick of looking at it that I'm like, yeah. nope, delete yeah, <laughs> it. <not.
6: laughs>
7: like, we it- gave up on, uh, on iZombie. We watched like two episodes of iZombie, and then I just had nine episodes of iZombie just sitting on the TiVo for like six months, just staring and at finally you. Finally, one day I was just like gone. Yep, now I, I don't need to exact worry about
6: thing.
3: it. Same thing. It's gonna be a chore. In. Yeah, I'd, well, I got two episodes in, then I just stopped watching it, and then there was like eleven episodes on my DVR, and I just deleted it and figured it'll be up on Netflix eventually. So if I care yeah. enough, I'll watch it there. Exactly.
5: Speaking of Netflix, uh. This weekend, in between me using Free WWE Network, me and Mary did watch the last four or five episodes of Daredevil that she had never seen. Which also happened to be the same four to five episodes of Daredevil that I complained when I first watched them. That they were boring (laughs) and lacked action. But she seemed to enjoy it.
7: Yeah, I don't. I didn't think that those were as bad as you thought they were, but I definitely didn't think they were as good as the first half of the season.
5: I didn't think they were bad. I was just bored. And I was like, (laughs) give me the red suit already, God!
7: Yeah. Did you hear they're going to have a new red suit for season two?
6: I I I read
5: something about that, and then I also read that the costume designer who posted the picture is like, you guys, that's the same costume. Oh, really?
7: (laughs) 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 I thought... Simultaneously I thought it's kind of ridiculous to come up with a new suit when you only showed it for like ten minutes. Yes. And then at the same time I was like, Well, the the gladiator dude with the saw blades did say that he wasn't finished, so it would make perfect sense for him to be like, Okay, bring it back so I can finish it.
6: Yeah. Tell so you what, who knows?
3: Though. Nice. Have you used the network to watch any of Swerved?
5: I watched some swerved on YouTube a few weeks ago. Someone had, had you know, bootlegged it and uploaded it. That uh, had did you hear the story that the talents were complaining about it and that's yeah. why they're not and doing it anymore? Them. No, because fuck that. Like all they're doing is trying to prepare for their matches and you know, they're at their arena all day. The last thing you want is to be fucked with and also have it be videotaped.
3: Yeah. I recommend watching episode 4 purely for the segment where they have Heath Slater and Fandango go work in a cafe and fuck <laughs> with the people that are coming to get coffee.
5: I didn't see that one but I that saw the one pretty great. <laughs> I saw the one where they went to the cafe and the whole bit was that the the servers were brother and sister and they kept like grab assing. Oh yeah. And then Heath Slater was gonna kick
3: that guy's ass. Yeah, Heath
5: Slater was gonna kick the guy's ass. I like that Heath Slater. He's alright. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that was also like uh, I think it might have been that same episode where Summer <laughs> Ray was shown to be a really good person when they were doing a a prank where it was like an old woman was backstage trying to get autographs and she was talking to Summer Ray, and then her like colostomy bag falls out of oh, her God. skirt. And Summer handled that so well. Well, that's good. Yeah, she even like, you know, like, oh, let's get you into the bathroom. And she picked up the bag and stuff. Like, it was really cool how well she handled it. That makes me feel bad for
5: saying that she has a fucking hooked bird nose. And, (laughs) you know, I'm not really the superficial type. But, God, she has such a goddamn hooked nose. And they keep showing her by... by profile and accentuating it, and there's so much money in the WWE. Like, someone pay for her nose job. But then, <laughs> then again, do you, girl? You got to where you are with that horrible
7: hook nose. You you keep on doing you. Maybe she she's did, going she... for one of those pistachio commercials where she <laughs> cracks them open with her nose.
3: There you go. She did have the best outfit at SummerSlam, I think. The sparkly red suit, the spangles. Yep, much better than how Lana was dressed.
5: I said to Mary, uh, "You know, uh, Rusev's little like, it's not really a dance, but right before he puts on the accolade, he kind of does a double stomp with with each foot. Yeah, and it, but it's kind of like he rotates outward as almost if he's doing a uh, the kicking motion for a breaststroke." As he's doing his stomp, like his, his feet go in a circular direction as he uh, you know stomps outward and I told Mary, that's exactly how I uh, move my feet when I go to wipe my butt <laughs> <laughs> Because our toilets at this house, they're a little low, so I gotta get my feet almost com- behind me to get a good enough <laughs> squat. <laughs> to get a good wipe going on, and I and I have to do that in movement where it's like,
6: uh,
5: uh. <laughs> does the Rusev theme music go through your head? <laughs> but I I knew what I was doing was something I recognized, and then I see Rusev doing it, and I was like, that's how I wipe my butt. <laughs>
3: That's exactly what a wrestler wants you to think while they're doing something <laughs> in the ring.
5: Well, let's let's call it a night, guys. Yeah, I, I think All I right. think we've worn out our welcome. I think it's been fun, good interview, good stories, uh, good ice cream flavors. Oh hell yeah! Oh
0: hell yeah! <laughs> Strawberry tober.
7: <laughs> Strawberry tober. <laughs> I don't even remember the thing that I was going to make a shit teeth swipe. Shit teeth swipes.
3: Oh, something with the pop, the popsicle one with total oh, progress.
7: Popsicle total.
3: <laughs> shit, let me total, find total, it. Yeah. Let me find it. Go faster, Twitter app.
7: Oh, these are all
3: on your Twitter? Yeah.
5: At ComicGeekKelly Geek Kelly on Twitter. Also, uh, uh, GodHatesAstronauts.com. Uh, <laughs> Shove a popsicle, total progress. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what were you trying to
3: say? I think that was supposed to be shove, shove a popsicle up your up ass. Your ass.
7: <laughs> shove a popsicle, total
6: progress! <laughs> kinda,
7: like, you know when you you look at one of those posters, the 3D posters, and you have to kind of blur your eyes and then you can see the image? <laughs> you have to kind of zone out while you listen to Kelly and then you can hear perfectly what he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Alright, well you can catch us again next week. Uh, same pop time, same pop ch- channel. 10pm Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Daylight Time right now, actually. Uh, chat.panelsonpages.com. Check out the main site. Panelsonpages.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Panelsonpages. Facebook. Uh, I do believe we have a grinder account now. Yeah. Uh, our Ashley Madison did get shut down. <laughs> uh, so, there's that. And, um... That's about it for Dan Mahoney, Kelly Harris, Jason Nyes, and the absent Lee Rodriguez. This has been the Popcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.
4: Love ya. Bye. Yo, it's the Lonely Island. We got my man Yorm, Keeves in the house. And me, you know who the F I am. And if not, let me spell it out. They call me D-U-D-E-T-H-A-T-H-A-S-S-E-X-E. I THP I apostrophe T-I-N-T-H-I-S-E-C O-N-O-M-Y-I-T apostrophe double l h a v e t o d o m y n a m e i s <coughs> ready wait that's gross